0: It's time for change with the Los Angeles Chargers, and on today's episode, we're going to offer our pitches to fix the franchise today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
1: You are locked on NFL scouting
0: with The Draft Dude, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day To our everydayers, those of you who make us your first listen every single day, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100.
1: Hello, Joe. And here's to us not, and I don't know that this is going to be the case or not, but here's to us not picking the same head coach. Uh, as we did yesterday with the ten, with the uh, not the Titans with uh, the who Falcons. was it Falcons Falcons. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, flying in the face of the uh, short term fix of Bill Belichick, both of us uh, stiff armed that idea yeah. in, in favor of uh, the extension of the Patriot way with uh, Mike Rabel,
0: the Titans. Yeah, like let's. Why do we have to take the seventy something year old guy that has had no success with? out Tom Brady and let's just go with Mike Vrabel, the guy that was able to have success with Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota and maximize B. John Robinson and let's be mindful of what we have in place here in Atlanta and let's boogie there. Like we don't have to do this. So, I'm I'm a little disappointed neither
1: one of us did the funniest thing ever and hire Arthur Smith as the offensive coordinator. Brother.
0: That was a surefire way for Atlanta Falcons fans to find out where we live and light our houses on fire. And
1: not get the vote for who had the best blueprint for fixing the Falcons. So, yeah, yeah. uh, But we have the Chargers today and we've each independently done our pitches and you'll hear them next on the show. But and this this was a really I guess we could probably talk about it with foresight now that like we both have our pitches separately. Mm -hmm. Um so it's a really interesting tightrope, I think, to have to walk. Because you know there's significant change that's needed. yeah. But there's also the optics of, well, we have a franchise quarterback who's 26-year-old in his prime. And although you gave him the new contract, this is an important year of that contract because it's before the salary cap uh, hit really swells. So like you, you want to make the most of the first year while also understanding... You have to do some things uh pretty drastic to kind of get this thing set up for future success.
0: That was a big part of what I went through was we got to be a little different here. We gotta be willing to embrace some change. And we got Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in this division, right? So we got to do some stuff different here. We can't be afraid of some resets. And I got pretty aggressive with some of that on my end. And I know that maybe there's some players that I talked about not keeping around that. Chargers fans might not be so happy to hear about, but hopefully by the end of it, you could see the vision and and see how it sets us up to really slay the dragon. That was kind of my my pitch there. We don't have to just sit there and look up at Patrick Mahomes for the next ten years. Let's let's make some let's let's close the gap. And I think I had a decent plan to do it. I'm sure you did as well.
1: Yeah, well, and it, it's compound a little bit too because there's this expectation with Corey Lindsley of retirement, mm-hmm. which is just a big time bummer. Obviously, he's such a good player when he's healthy, and thirty-three-year-old um, center. You know, there's going to be cap implications there, but obviously, his health takes front and center stage. With with, I believe it's a heart condition that that has kind of uh, put him off the rails, and that's just a, another hiccup where what was supposed to be a strength for this Chargers team, and then you're looking at it, and it's like, well, what do what do we really have? What do we really, really have it's like one of the foundational uh, units that, that a lot of dollars have been spent on with new Las Vegas Raiders general manager, Tom Telesco?
0: I wonder if Chargers fans are happy about that, The Telesco going...
1: in L.A.? Or in yeah, Las as, part,
0: Vegas? as part of what we would like you to do. Obviously, we would like you to listen to our pitches and let us know which one you like and right. why. But how are you feeling about Telesco, who is such a long-tenured GM with the Chargers now being in the division. What, what's the, I wanna get the pulse of Chargers fans on that piece. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, care
1: and this was uh, a, a blueprint. Did you, did the fact that the GM job was open change your approach or your mentality at the very beginning, like foundationally with where you started your conversation?
0: I had some pretty strong convictions about who the coach should be and what we needed to do. Um, yeah. so again, I think it's a, it's a journey. My pitch is going to be a journey and I think by the end you're going to be okay. okay. You pass the initial, the initial, uh, hard, hard pills to swallow.
1: Well, there's hard pills on mine too. Um, but I, I would be surprised if we had the same, because I, I think mine's a little off the, oh. um, uh, popular names to be invoked because it was what Mike Florio said just the other day. It was, uh, Pete Carroll. Yeah. Harbaugh. And who was the third, like big name guy that that's a part of it. So it's, there's some big names here. And, um, I went with a very specific direction with a very specific reason. All right. Well,
0: let's, let's find out Kyle Krabs pitched to fix the chargers coming up here in just a moment. So stick with us. But folks, you Have to check out prize picks. Prize picks is the most fun, easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. The format is awesome. It's just you against the numbers. It's not you against thousands of other players, including pros and including sharks. Here's what you do you select two or more players, you pick more or less in their projected stats, and you place your entry. That's it. It doesn't take long. You can make an entry in under a minute. And then when you win, I love this. The withdrawals are super, super quick. So enjoy all these sports that are on TV right now. And enjoy them even more when you have a prize picks entry going into a slate of games. It just makes it that much more exciting. So go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Good morning,
1: Mr. Spanos, and welcome to my presentation on the best pathway to success for the LA Chargers moving forward. And I think the thing that the Chargers need to be mindful of as they enter into this next chapter of their organization with a new head coach and a new general manager and a new brain trust is you want to maximize your short term and your long term windows. But I think the way that you must be able to do that is with sustained team building with people who are already familiar with one another. This is his people business, just like any other business. And I think what the chargers have the opportunity to do is to pull together from a very consistently successful organization with a head coach who has experienced success in doing exactly what we are hoping that the chargers do in maximizing a quarterback, uh, brings, Uh, really aggressive, dynamic passing capabilities, but is able to also maximize an athletic quarterback. All of the decisions that this organization needs to make is centered really around optimizing quarterback Justin Herbert. And of course, this will be his age 26 season in 2024. So I don't want to come into this new era of Chargers football and say, we're going to flush year one down the toilet. But I do think you need to be willing to make concessions that people are going to look at this roster on paper in June, in July, in August, and they're going to say it's not as good as last year's roster. But if Justin Herbert's the player that we think that he is, and obviously we've paid him as such, and you get the right people around him, you can be more competitive than what you were this past season while simultaneously also opening up future flexibility to really build around your quarterback into sustained success and team building. So I want to draw from the organization that is one of the gold standards of sustained success and team building across the league, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. We have a general manager opening, we have a head coach opening, and I think you can look at Joe Horitz, the director of player personnel there. He has been in Baltimore since 1998. He is the director of player personnel. I think he would be an excellent candidate to serve as the general manager, whether or not this is on the the reported list of candidates or not. And I'd bring Todd Monken with him, and Todd Monken would be my head coach and my offensive play caller. Todd Monken also has some success, be it at the college level. But he built a Southern Miss program from one and eleven to nine and five, in three seasons. He is currently optimizing your experience with Lamar Jackson, and they did so with overnight turning over a wide receiver room that had consistently been a problem. There's some parallels to what the Chargers are experiencing. I think Munken and his scheme, Munken and his experience now with Lamar Jackson, you can borrow some of that with the athleticism of Justin Herbert, another big-time arm, and you can really get an exciting product immediately in Justin Herbert's year one season even if he's throwing to some remade wide receiver and pass catcher rooms. And also open yourself up for sustained success because there's a familiarity with Horitz and Monkin and what each other does well. And I would tap into Todd Monken's prior experience uh, at Baltimore as well to bring Chris Hewitt over to be the defensive coordinator. Chris Hewitt is currently the defensive pass game coordinator and has been since 2020 with the Baltimore Ravens. This Baltimore Ravens defense, of course, is one of the best in football, Mike McDonald is a hothead coaching name. I want to bring some of that defense over as well. So I am borrowing or transplanting, if you will, some of the major players in the Baltimore Ravens organization, and they are the presence that is going to help us to create sustained success in team building. Now we will build, but we will build with a sense of urgency. but this identity is a fresh one. For the LA Chargers. Year one will comprise of economic strategy and free agent spending. Uh, there's no need to aggressively pool assets, uh, but we must clear cap space in order to create flexibility and hold on to some of our successful additions from the past few seasons. There's big contracts that need to be accommodated for. Asante Samuel Jr., contract extension down the road. Rashawn Slater, contract extension down the road. We need to be ready for these and currently we are not but we can get there with a pathway that includes uh, clearing out some critical names and, and and that's where this experience for this season will be unpleasant for Chargers fans because if you're 30 years old or older and you are facing high prorated dollars off a previous contract or your current contract there's a pretty good chance there's going to be an opportunity to to move on from some of these players and that includes Players like Khalil Mack, obviously had an outstanding season, but at 33 years old, with the monstrous cap that he does have, this is a player I would look to cash out on and trade. And I would look to maximize whatever I can get, knowing that uh, a team that acquires Khalil Mack is acquiring $17.5 million in salary. I'm expecting to get a decent draft pick in return for Khalil Mack. Is it going to be a first-round pick? No. Not at Khalil Mack's age and his stage of his career. But you could trade him at the beginning of the league calendar year and save $23.5 million to add more rookie contract labor to this team in year one. And then starting in 2025, again, we're going to have cap space to then turn around and add veterans. Uh, Keenan Allen, uh, the durability at this stage of his career, he's at 32 years old. You may want to consider a contract extension for for him as well, but uh, I'm interested primarily in getting sustained capabilities. And as we said, Todd Monken uh, and, and that Baltimore Ravens offense, they've had success completely re in the passing game with a remodeled wide receiver core that included Odell Beckham Jr., who's a free agent and a first-round pick in Zay Flowers. I know there's a lot of um, attachments, if you will, to some of these players. Mike Williams, I'm cutting. And saving $20 million in cap space. He's a 30 year old, oft injured wide receiver. Uh, Corey Lindsley, we are expecting retirement from. Uh, We're hoping that he files that after June 1st so that can soften the cap hit for this team. Uh, If he does that and these other moves are made, you're looking at approximately $32 million in cap space in operating room for the Chargers. Expiring free agents this year. I do have some in house free agents I'd like to prioritize that include. A uh, Aloy Gilman at safety took a nice step forward this year. Uh, it's a fairly economic position to bring somebody back. There's a physicality element. You think about the Ravens uh, and, and their defenses. Gilman maybe in a Geno Stone type of role. You've seen some other safeties that have come through that that are physical, good tacklers. Uh, Deshaun Elliott in recent years. Uh, Geno uh, Louie Gilman's a player I would like to make sure that the the Chargers don't lose. Uh, Austin Johnson on the defensive line. I'd like to find an economic uh, opportunity to bring him back as well. Backup quarterback Easton Stick. Uh, I, I think there's some athleticism there uh, for, for Easton, and, and he showed some, some life with his opportunities down the stretch when Justin Herbert was on injured reserve. And then Jalen Guyton. I, I do think explosiveness uh, at a pass-catching position is not necessarily a bad thing, especially when it's one of the players that is lower down on the totem pole. Uh, but Michael Davis, corner. I'm, wa- I'm letting walk. Austin Eckler, running back. I'm letting walk. Kenneth Murray, linebacker, former first round pick, has not lived up to expectations. I'm letting him walk. Gerald Everett, a 30 year old tight end, nice player, uh, but not necessarily fitting the mold of what we are looking for from the big picture. That would leave you with somewhere between 20 and 25 million dollars in cap space. But then, most importantly, it sets you up with. Almost nine figures in cap space in 2025. In 2025, you can then have the conversation and put Derwin James under the microscope and Joey Bosa under the microscope for dead money versus savings and potentially moving on from those contracts as well. This is my initial pathway, and it sets the, the Chargers up for needs on the interior offensive line, interior defensive line and wide receiver as some of the primary positions that I want to focus on in year one, because again, we're building with urgency. So no team is bad in the trenches and good. But I'd like to get some pass catchers in-house that ensure that we have some chemistry building with Justin Herbert in year one for Todd Monk. Chargers sitting with uh, a couple of really attractive Draft picks currently the fifth overall pick, the 37th overall pick. Their third round pick is the 69th overall pick. Uh, And then you're maybe getting into the stratosphere where if you are successfully trading Khalil Mack, uh, that does open the door for maybe another pick in the top 100. Uh, If not, I would expect you're getting an early day three pick as well. Um, That maximizes this year one window where we are a little limited in our resources to bring in. We need to maximize rookie contracts, but let's get some talent. And let's get some talent around Justin Herbert. I think 37th overall pick would be a wonderful position to prioritize an interior offensive lineman. I think that fifth overall pick for best available players is going to come down to what style of wide receiver you would like. Malik Neighbors sure feels like a home run fit in this offense with Justin Herbert's skill set. And that's my path. We'll have our strong, competitive foundational year in year one. And then from there, we will look in 2025 to then maximize our resources with a lot of fresh cap space to add selectively and responsibly veterans that can help take this thing to the next level as well. That is going to do it for my presentation on the L.A. Chargers, and we have Joe Marino's presentation coming up next. or your money back, because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only exclusions do apply. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers.
0: Well, hello there, Mr. Spanos. An honor to be in front of you today to tell you how to fix your football team in and- It's pretty exciting because you got that quarterback, Justin Herbert, who I believe is one of the best in the NFL, and it's time to really get this thing right around him to start building a legacy of winning like he's capable of doing. And we got to get this head coach figured out, and we got to get this roster right, because we have a special quarterback, and it's time for that to fully be unlocked. And so let's start with what to do with the head coach. Big-time vacancy. Obviously, the Brandon Staley thing didn't work out, and we are going to go with the opposite of Brandon Staley. My biggest recommendation is to get it done with Jim Harbaugh. Understand that there's some momentum there. Let's capitalize on it. Let's make this the next head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Unbelievable resume. Four seasons in the NFL with the 49ers, went 44-19-1, two division titles, three NFC Championship game appearances. And, of course, made it to the Super Bowl. In college, he won everywhere that he went. San Diego turned them into a winner. 22-2 his last two seasons. 12-1 and one, his last season at Stanford. Won the Orange Bowl. And then an incredible run at Michigan that saw him win the national championship this past season and win the Big Ten each of the last three seasons. And my favorite thing about that is their ability to win the Big Ten the last three years was a big shift. You know, Ohio State had controlled the Big Ten for so long. But Jim Harbaugh figured out how to change that. Just like we need to change in the AFC West. Tired of watching the Kansas City Chiefs every single year win this division and go to the AFC Championship game, and oftentimes the Super Bowl. It's time for us to knock them off. And we got a coach here that's already shown the ability to slay the Dragons. So let's make Jim Harbaugh our next head coach. Now we got to figure out what to do with this roster. And we're in a bit of a tough position because we're over the salary cap right now by $55 million, according to over the cap. And I'm going to tell, us, tell you how we're going to get in a good cap position. But philosophically, we're not going to be afraid of resets and infusing this roster with new players, younger players, and perhaps in a lot of cases, cheaper players. We're paying Justin Herbert a lot of money. We're happy to do that. And we have a unique opportunity right now to purge, cleanse, and set this foundation moving forward. So there's going to be some tough decisions. There's going to be some tough players to say goodbye to. we got to rip this Band-Aid off and usher in this new era of Chargers football. So how are we going to get out of this hole? $55 million in the hole. We're going to have to cut some players, and these are big names. These are household names, a lot of jerseys in the stands with these players' names on them. We can't be afraid of this we got to say goodbye to Khalil Mack and free up $23 million in cap space. Keenan Allen and free up $23 million in cap space. Mike Williams, he's just always hurt. That's going to free up $20 million in cap space. Eric Kendricks, that'll get us $6.5 million in aging middle linebacker. We have to be willing to move on there. And Corey Lindsley, can move on from him and save $8.9 million. A good player, injured last year, approaching his mid-30s. These are the types of players we need to be willing to move on from. And look, we're going to create a lot of cap space. And so if there's an opportunity for us to bring back a Keenan Allen, perhaps, or a Corey Lindsley or Khalil Mack, once we get ourselves in a better position, we can consider that. We're going to restructure a couple of players. Joey Bosa, that'll give us $6.8 million in cap space. And Derwin James, $7.7 million in cap space. So with those moves, we go from $55 million over the cap to $41 million under the cap and now we can get some stuff done, including extensions and be very aggressive in free agency. I have a robust plan for us in free agency, and boy, oh boy, am I excited about the draft capital that we have. So when it comes to our expiring contracts, again, I'm, I'm not going to stress over a lot of these players, the Austin Johnsons of the world, the Austin Eckler. Right? He's a 30-year-old running back. You know, we're not going to stress about those types of guys. Michael Davis pushing 30, you know, up, and, up and down player. We're, we're not going to stress there. I have four players that I think are priorities to re-sign. Number one, and by far number one, is a Lowy Gilman. 26-year-old safety has really developed into an impact starter for us. We're going to keep him around. I really like what Easton Stick gave us as a backup quarterback. We need to make sure that we have that in place. Seems like a great option. Will Clapp, 28-year-old, versatile interior offensive lineman for depth. I'd like to bring him back. And Gerald Everett at tight end. We're not going to break the bank for Gerald Everett. But I want to make sure that we have something at tight end meaningful. I have a plan for us to continue to add there, but I think his athleticism could really be an asset to what we want this offense to be. So those are our priority resigns. Again, the rest of the players, some good players there. We're not going to stress over this. When it comes to our fifth-year option decision on Rashawn Slater, easiest decision yet. Pick it up. It's $19.7 million in 2025. Uh, You know, already one of the best left tackles in the NFL. We're going to keep him around. And if we want to just go down the extension route, I'm fine there. But Rashawn Slater is absolutely in our long-term plans. So let's get into free agency in the draft. And obviously through what we've done, we've cut a lot of players. We've not extended or brought back a lot of players. We have a lot of holes. That's okay. We can fix them. Let's start with quarterback. We know that we have Justin Herbert and Easton Stick. We're fine there. At running back, obviously, you know, I talked about not bringing guys back. So we're going to say goodbye to an Austin Eckler. We're going to get cheaper. We're going to get younger there. I'd love to bring in a running back and free agency like Devin Singletary, who's very quietly been very consistent over the last five seasons as a lead back for both the Bills and most recently the Texans. I think he can give us a stable veteran. That's not going to break the bank. And we should definitely target Blake Corum in the draft, right? Not, not like early, but Day two, I think that's the type of back that we can bring in that obviously has a championship resume with Harbaugh at Michigan. I think a back like that on day two to go with the Devin Singletary will give us a nice tandem. At wide receiver, we definitely have to be aggressive here. Because I pitched moving on from both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and boy, we know we need to see more out of Quentin Johnston. Obviously, we still have Josh Palmer, but we need to and Darius Davis. And we're excited about some of those players, but we need to get some some assets here. And so I want to be in on some of the premier names at wide receiver and free agency. Whether that's T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, wouldn't that be fun? Bring a Michael Pittman, West Coast guy, bringing him into the to the fray. I think that'd be a wonderful addition if we can get that done. Calvin Ridley. Gabe Davis, you know, we're going to be in on these premier wide receivers in free agency. We need to land one of those. In addition to that number five pick in the draft, we're going to be able to draft either Marvin Harrison Jr. or Malik Nabors, and we're going to do that. We're going to make that our highest priority. With that number five pick, we're picking one of those two guys. No questions asked. That's the explosive, young, number one type receiver that we need to pair with Justin Herbert moving forward. And that's going to give us a really nice receiving room with Quentin Johnson, with Darius Davis, with Josh Palmer, one of those veterans I talked about, plus Harrison or Neighbors. We're going to have the dynamic receiving talent that we need around our franchise quarterback. At tight end, obviously, I talked about bringing back Gerald Everett. A couple of players I'd like to explore in free agency: Hunter Henry. We know him well. Uh, went to New England and did his thing there, and I think he's it's ready for him to come back home and. You know, I don't expect everything that Hunter Henry was in the past, but we saw how meaningful he was with Justin Herbert early in his career, and let's, let's restore that. And if we can't get Hunter Henry, I'd like to pursue Noah Fant, a super dynamic athletic tight end. And if we get Noah Fant, then we won't be as concerned with Gerald Everett. At center with us moving on from Corey Lindsley, we definitely need to find an option there, and perhaps that is Corey Lindsley. But I think there's a couple guys in our division, in Andre James from the Raiders, Lloyd Cushenberry from the Broncos, would be really good to sign them and not only improve our offensive line, but hurt a division rival offensive line at center. An offensive tackle, I want to make a move here. The Trey Pipkins, we paid him. Not really happy with what he gave us. And so I want to find us an option at, at tackle, whether that's Trent Brown from the New England Patriots, who's been a good veteran player for them. Jermaine Illuminar, who's been a, a good starter for the Raiders in recent years. I want to get some meaningful competition in the mix for Trey Pipkins. Uh, because we got to make sure that that pencil stays sharpened. On the interior defensive line, we need to make some uh, uh, improvements here. I'm, I'm tired of getting run on all the time. Let's let's be in on some of these big-name interior defensive linemen in free agency. Guys like DJ Reader from the Bengals, Grover Stewart from the Colts. I mean, that would be an amazing addition. Leonard Williams, Daquan Jones from the Bills, who's been really good for them, a very consistent starter in this league. Greg Gaines who was great for the Rams and a nice player for the Bucs. We need to get some nice options here on our interior defensive line so that we can be more stout up front. On the edge, we talked about moving on from Khalil Mack. That hurts. I'm really excited about Tui, Tali Piloto, and, we'll, of course, Joey Bosa. Morgan Fox is a nice depth player. But I want to add a veteran here, maybe a Genevian Clowney, maybe a Leonard Floyd coming off of a 10 and a half sack season. Josh Uche, a speed rusher from the Patriots. Let's get one of those veteran-type players to go with what's already in place and make sure that we have three, four guys that we really like off the edge. Now, linebacker, I'm excited to give Diane Henley a bigger role here on this defense in his second season, but I think we need to complement him with a veteran addition, whether that's Frankie Louvu from the Carolina Panthers. How about Drew Tranquil? Let's bring that guy back. I think that'd be a wonderful player to have roaming the middle of our defense. Maybe a Josie Jewell, maybe a Tyrell Dotson. Let's get one of those guys to go with Diane Henley, and we'll have our two linebackers that we want to roll with. Then at corner, I talked about not bringing back Michael Davis. Very excited for us to have Asante Samuel Jr. I like what Jasir Taylor is giving us in the slot, so we need an outside presence. Looking at the likes of a Kendall Fuller or an Adoree Jackson, you know, a veteran player there. And then what we can do with, with some of these players that I'm targeting in free agency, obviously we can't pull off everything because we don't know who's actually going to be available, but. I think there's enough options that I've outlined that we can realistically get. And then we go into this draft with as much of our roster set as possible, and then just let the talent fall to us and and get good players. Now, we talked about that number five pick. We're going to get Malik Neighbors or Marvin Harrison Jr., no questions asked. But we still got a bunch of draft capital. Pick 37, 69, 105, 138, 182, 222, and 255. Plenty of chances to continue adding to this roster. And so... Looking at the pick 37, pick 69, that could be a running back spot, could be a corner spot, could be an interior defensive line spot. But the bottom line is, if we are able to execute the plan that I've outlined in free agency, it sets, sets us up well to just let the talent fall to us and get good players as we reset this roster, as we get younger, cheaper, as we really try to Shore up the infrastructure around Justin Herbert so that he can be the championship caliber quarterback that we know he can be. We got the coach in Jim Harbaugh. Let's do this. Let's let's make this happen and let's start to chip away at this gap that exists in the AFC West and show that this doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes division for the rest of time. And we got a plan to slay the dragon, just like Jim Harbaugh did with the Michigan Wolverines when it comes to the Ohio State Buckeyes. So you have it. My plan to. Fix the Los Angeles Chargers. You just heard from Kyle Krabs. You got his plan to fix the Los Angeles Chargers. Now we want to hear from you. Which plan do you like better and why? Fill up the YouTube comments and let us know which plan you like better and why. Let's have some fun conversation on this. We got a couple more teams that we're still going to do. We did the Falcons already. We got the Commanders coming up. Lots of fun discussions here. Love for you to be part of it. Don't miss anything. Make sure that you are subscribed. We'd love it. If you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast, have a great rest of your day, and we look forward to catching up with you again real soon.